Golden Deer Productions. Golden Deer. Oh, oh, wait, was that not it? Hey, answer, just, you forgot to answer. Thank you, Adam, appreciate it. I want to be known as like, yo, this is the f- one of the first times you've really shown your face. Am I correct in saying that? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Time and time again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know I hate my mom. <laughs> you know I hate my dad. Yeah. No, no, not like that. But you know, like, some, I don't want to come off sounding like a tool. Like, being like, oh, you, I don't want to be at work at the water cooler and be like, oh, yeah, you know, I make beats. Like, people like, hi, I'm Rody Major, and this is my golden hour. Water. Earth. Fire. Air. Long ago, the four dear nations lived together in harmony. Then, everything changed when the fire deer attacked. Only Derek, master of all four elements, could stop those boys. But when Boston needed him most, he vanished into the enchanted golden deer forest. Season four! Good. Red button. Yep. Alright, why don't you swing on up? Come say hi. Make sure you speak into the mic. Couldn't really hear you last time. So I make sure everyone in the room is acknowledged. Oh dope. Adam, Milo, you guys know me by now, well you should. Um hi. That's it. Adam's one of also another one of my closest friends growing up. Oh, that's dope. And pretty honestly pretty crazy. You you can cross. Honestly pretty crazy that Lincoln boys kinda of stayed intact. No wild. <laughs> Aren't you from Lincoln? Aren't you from Lincoln, Rhode Island? I'm from Smithfield, Rhode Island, but yeah, right there. Are you guys from Rhode Island? No, no you no. went to school in Rhode Island, right? Yeah, we'll start at that. All right, I all love right. Rhode Island. I Just kidding. Rhode Island's giving me some crazy <laughs> shit. But oh, this really? all started in Rhode Island, bro. Oh shit. Okay. So, I, if I'm dubbing this the wrong way, let me know. Sure. But I, I kind of want to be known as the dude who like. Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it. I want to be known as like, yo, this is the f- one of the first times you've really shown your face. Okay, yeah, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do it. Is, is it am I, Can I swear? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I, Am I correct in saying that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So are you normally incognito? I'm just going to move this. You, yeah, it hasn't really been like something I've done on purpose. It's just more of like uh, I don't want to seem like a tool, but I know it's not like perceived like that. I just just like in my own head. Kind but of a but, little but bit, also you know? something about producers is like you don't nec- even though it's like glamorous now for yeah. to be a producer, you don't necessarily really have to be totally selly. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <clears throat> I'd rather just have like the music do the talking instead of trying Let's go. to like you know. Am I brain dead? Where did I put my coffee at? You know, I am brain dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to my right. You guys may have heard some of his mixes online. Numbers are staggering, bro. Congrats. <laughs> Thank you. Is Rody Major, also known as Jerry. Yep. Or Jeremiah. Yep. So are you like uh are you like twenty kids and counting? You know that show? <laughs> no. So there's a there was a show where this have you ever seen that reality show? There's a, there was a mom and a dad, like wicked Christian. And they had like 20 kids. They, they lived in like Indiana or some shit. And they named every single one of their kids with a J. So it was like Josiah, Jedediah, oh, Jeremiah, okay, Joey, Josie. Like 
<laughs> I think they're called the Duggers. Nice. J- Jerry Duggar. There it is. <laughs> that'll be my that'll be my new name. So for for everyone who doesn't know, do you want to just reference who you are? Give them a little synopsis. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, my artist producer name is Rody Major, real name Jeremiah or Jerry. Um, I come from you know R- Providence, Rhode Island area. Moved up to Boston. Um, How old are you? Twenty eight. I grew up playing. Uh, guitar and piano my dad was huge in the guitar he was in a band i played in bands growing up um all throughout college and you know that kind of got too hard it's where'd so hard where did you go to school assumption oh in, word okay in worcester um from the p to the woo yeah exactly so yeah and i got into the producing thing sort of after college because it's like man it's so hard to get all these people together in the same room to like rehearse and be in a band and have that same level of commitment isn't it weird how much like music's now expedited because of computers right right exactly and i i almost wish i got into it like a little bit earlier but um after college you know i'm I started and I do. I work full time too. I work yeah, I want to talk five. about that. Like, That's fire though. It's crazy, but um, you know, I do the music thing. I started producing like five years ago, and I had like the music theory background, so the piano and the guitar really helped out. I had an idea what I wanted to do, like melodically with my music. It's just really been putting in the time to you know learn how to how to mix and use use the programs and and sort of what I've done as a producer i haven't done too much of you know making beat packs and sending them out to people and hoping they use my beats a lot of mixes it's yeah and i don't necessarily know if that's a good thing or not but it's kind of helped people to i don't know maybe sort of figure out who i am because i'm trying to like if i hear a song and i find an acapella and it has a melody to it i can like think about like oh i think if i can make a melody that sounds a certain way that'll make this like maybe catchier to some people so i think it's really cool doing doing it like that well way back in the day mind you like way back in the day i want to say like eighth grade ninth grade mixes were crazy on the internet yeah like uh there's a a guy named Hathbanger. Have you ever heard of him? Ed, the name sounds familiar. Hathbanger was he was a professional skier and he made mixes. So he he matched up like Notorious B like a party and bullshit with Miley Cyrus. Oh, I know exactly that song. And, yeah, and then yeah. he did he did one with a Little Wayne verse and uh, the Apple commercial. It's like I'm a new soul. I came to you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I think so, bro. So he was getting big, and I remember it like mixes becoming crazy back then. Has it shifted a little bit? Um, I think like the remix game, and this is like why a lot of blogs shut me down sometimes if I submit my remixes. Why didn't shut you down? <laughs> it's yeah, true, but it's because they don't like have a big drop. I'm not into like the drop, like the EDM drop. Big like, bass. I like if some people do it really well, but I I kind of try to stay away from like the drop, and then it's like more noise than music. You know, it's just like that. Yeah, I get it. Like the the drums are going crazy and hitting really hard, but it's not like something I'm into. I'd rather just, it's a mix, but I'm, I'm just trying to recreate the song kind of deal. Um, just give it a new vibe altogether without chopping it up and just adding a big drop in the middle. So I feel like that's like what's, what's really popular, but some people just resonate with like the melody and the vibe. Well, people still like it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, do you, so mind you, as we continue, I am the farthest thing from a music analyst. I, <laughs> I don't know. That's good. You're I, all good. I made. I used to make beats with Adam at his crib. That's dope. On a machine Hell pad. Yeah. Hell yeah. You familiar with the machine pad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Do you have one? No. So my uh, 
me and Adam were making beats for a little bit and cooking uh, up. No, yeah, we were making we were making some songs, some cool shit. Uh, you know, I was really bad. He was very encouraging. I was like, "Yo, hey. see, see, this is fire, bro. This is amazing." <laughs> <laughs> he was encouraging. Yeah, yeah. And so I kept course. going, nah, but then, you need but that. yeah, but then I got a little caught up, bro. You feel me? You know, like he wouldn't let me come to his crib sometimes, uh, and I'd be pissed because I was like, "Yo, I want to put in work because I'm a right, psycho." Right, right. <laughs> and so I was like, "Yo, bro, I'm gonna go buy the pad." <laughs> so the machine pad's eight hundred bucks. Yeah, no, My, I had been making beats for maybe thirty-two days, and then like that was it. <laughs> no, so. I show up to Guitar Center, and I'm like, hey, man, I got to get the machine pad just like Adam, right? <laughs> and he's like, I was like, okay, cool, man. You get the machine micro. It's like 250 bucks, no problem. It's a good starter. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, nah, bro, I'm cool. I, I, I want the machine, like the studio. He's like, how long are you making beats, man? I'm like, I don't know, like a month? He's like, yeah. He was like, yeah, bro, I, you know, maybe you should just go with the micro. I'm like, nah, I want something like serious. I'm a real deal about this shit. And he's like, oh, okay. Um, you know, you could just get the regular machine. It's like 500 bucks, has other features. But like, you, you could, you out he's like, you probably, he's like, you could probably get the, the regular. But like, listen, I even get a commission on the sale. Like, you should probably get the micro, man. I'm like, no, man, I want the fucking studio, all right? <laughs> he's like, dude, are you sure? I was like, yeah, bro, 100%. Get the $800, right? I think my friend credits, I think Jack gave me a little money for it. And uh, buy it, return to Guitar Center, maybe 21 days later. <laughs> and the salesman's like, dude, you are. I funny. knew it. He's like, dude, <laughs> he's like, dude you are brain dead. That's <laughs> what funny. I'm like, yeah, uh, I probably yeah. wouldn't have even. Yeah, uh, but it was you, bro. Up. So it's like, you know, you sell, you sell it back for like 400 <laughs> $400 loss. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so you don't, you ever use like a, what are they called? MK2s for, for any of your beats or? I, I have one like that my like brother, my little bro got me for Christmas, but I, I haven't experimented. Shout experiment- out to bro. Yeah, exactly. Haven't, uh, really experimented with it too much. I, I work with like a big, like Yamaha, it's like a Yamaha MOX8 keyboard. I, like one of these kind of? Um, yeah, exactly. And I really like that because, you know, again, that's that's like how i grew up and so i know how to do the melodies and it comes with so many dope sounds like you know all the guitars Mm -hmm. all the pads all the synths anything you need really yeah so that's what you have too you you have a keyboard though yeah yeah yeah. and that's all you really need because you can pitch it up and down and whatever yeah exactly exactly yeah so if you're if you're doing a producer starter kit right yeah so one thing i i want to be known is like you know one, I'm not heavy on the numbers. I, like, I just think I like to have people up here. I think can hold a good conversation, something kind of new. Yeah. But dude, like, f- as for a producer, in terms of your mixes and stuff, you probably have the biggest numbers in Boston. You know that, right? I appreciate that. I haven't really paid attention to it. And uh, what do you talk? Are you talking like SoundCloud? Uh, yeah, at least just SoundCloud and like some of the way your Twitter mixes go, bro. You Yo, for yeah, sure. The Twitter has been like huge for me lately, and it kind of sucks because I feel like everybody around here is more like on Instagram instead of like Twitter. Why is it different, Rhode Island? No, no. I mean, just like ev- my Instagram has like nothing on it really, but like t- Twitter has been like great for me. I've had like a couple like mixes. Big, they go big. Yeah, so out of like nowhere too. So that's been like really cool. I had a Kanye one that did pretty well. Um, but yeah, it's kind of dope seeing something like push viral, right? It's exciting, isn't it? It's it's really really exciting because it kind of reaffirms what I was thinking. It was kind of um, you know, self conscious about like because yeah, I know it's me. I like what I'm doing, but I don't know if other people like it. You know, mm-hmm. everybody has their own opinion and. Um, it's some. It's good to get 
a little bit of good feedback that kind of gives you the motivation to keep going. Um, I know, but you know what I mean? Like you're on your phone and like you just start seeing a bunch of notifications. It's dope. Yeah, it's, sure. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when Nick good. Gray came up here, we're calling them dopamine hits. <laughs> likes, the little dopamine hits the brain. It is weird, the psychology behind likes, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it can really fuck you up. <laughs> We're almost at a thousand on the GPIG. We're close, man. There you go. Well, here here's a random question. Have you uh, ever considered employing hashtags on any of your posts? Because I had a kid up here yesterday. Great dude. His name is the Stupid American. He makes memes, so he's like total. total I saw. Yeah, I saw that. I didn't watch it. Crazy saw, episode, yeah, yeah. bro. I checked out his Insta. He, yeah, he's, he's got a big following. He's, he's wild. Yeah. But he uh, he was like, dude, you're totally undercutting it if you're not doing hashtags you mean just put them as soon as you post it post another bunch of hashtags so well or you know just like you post a the kanye remix or uh like when like a quavo remix or something you go like hashtag quavo mix hashtag roadie major what what are your thoughts on it do you think it's like it looks a little i think it kind of looks trashy not even to sound like it for lack of a better word you know what I mean, though? It looks, I, like, really oversaturated. I definitely know what you mean. And I was doing that for a while just to get, like, more, like, organic likes on Instagram. Um, I'm so, like, against, like, fake buying all that stuff. I Even if you, it dog. makes you... I get how it might work because people then look at you and they're like, oh, Legit- well, there's Leg- some numbers. Let me check them out. It legitimizes but. your cause a little bit. Exactly. Um, but I, for a while, I was... And sometimes I do if I... I haven't really posted on Instagram too much lately, but... Um, I, d- I won't put the hashtag in, like, my main thing. Like, when I'll hit post, but, I'll go put a comment on it and drop them down. But you will use bunch. them. Yeah, but then, like, a day later, I'll delete them. Yeah. I, like, I don't want people going back and seeing them. Like, I, yeah, I just feel, like, weird about it, like, trying to... I don't know. It's, it's just a weird bind. It's like, yo, let me, like... Let me do as much as I can to make sure, like, I'm I'm trying to win. But at the same time, it's like, you don't want to look, like, kind of desperate. You feel me? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But the way he was saying, like, Dude, but hey, if it works, first thing yeah, if, if, if it's effective, you, yeah, 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 I'm gonna start doing it. I'm gonna start doing it. Hashtag yeah. Roadie Major, that's hashtag right, Mix, hashtag right. Boston Podcast, hashtag Golden Deer Productions. <laughs> yeah, uh, does that work though? Does that actually get you like that much? Like, dude, the internet's such a weird place, man. Like, because if I post, like, I don't know, like a Quavo mix, who's out? Who's out on Instagram searching hashtag Quavo? Mix, There's a lot of like, people on the internet, though, man. No, that, yeah, I guess that's true. You never know. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah, so me, yeah. And, me and Adam were peeping. So the the Quavo diamond strike, was that a mix or was that he actually grabbed it? Um, He didn't grab it. I tried to make it look as much of an original as possible just to get the, you know. The, the little marketing push. Exactly. Um, I've only had like a, a lot of people couple that, original ones, but um. Because of that, it made it onto like my mixtapes and Spinrilla, and I think like Hot New Hip Hop or something like that. Because it's, they th- oh, they uh, thought it was a real song. Some of them thought it was a real song, and some of them were kind of like on on my side of it. Where we're like, well, we don't know this is real, but we'll kind of post it for you because we think it's dope, and that we know the audience. I like, like that. It, so. That's that marketing prowess, man. Smart. That, Ex- that's what yeah. Soldier Boy used to do. Do you hear about how when there was the LimeWire days, he'd get like a. Who was heavy like 2006 pop punk? 2006 <clears throat> Fallout like, Fall Boy. Yeah, like Blink 182. Well, maybe they were a little bit earlier, but yeah, I mean Fallout Boy. So, like so what he would do is like he would, it would say like Fallout Boy, Sugar, we're going down. He would post that to LimeWire, and instead he put a Soldier Boy track on it. 
Uh, I, I see that on SoundCloud now. People do that. Yeah. The, whatever the new song is, put it as the title and people listen to it. And Smart, then, though. No. I did, I, honestly, I've never thought of it. It's, it's not a bad idea. But but it's kind of what you, you do if you say Quavo Diamonds. Yeah. So I put, it's my own, like, it was like an acapella I found where he was featured on a track with an artist that wasn't well known. So not many people had ever heard that verse by him before. So a lot of people, when they hear it, it really, it sounds like an original track. And, you know, I cut it up and I'm, you know, I made like the hook. I took like a snippet of it and made a kind of a hook out of it. And um, it, it, that one it sounded good. I wish I had John back well, in the day to help me mix it a little bit better. But I think for the time it sounds good and people kind of latched on. So it. is that how a mix works? You have to go find an acapella or do you have to like isolate the vocal from I've, the original? I've never done any work to isolate the vocals. I know there's you can do it but i usually am like on reddit or like you know i'll just like search for like anything new try to find something relatively new that came out i try not to do a mix of a track that i really like because i i really like the track and maybe i don't have a better idea for it but if i hear like like an artist and mostly it's either well rap or if they're like singing the autotune and i think the beat like i was like i don't know like the i think this would sound a lot catchier if there was a different underlying melody, so I'll get take that acapella, build the melody around it, and then throw the drums in. And well, yeah, like so, I listened to the, the sickle mode remix on the yeah, way yeah, here, yeah. which just sounded like you could still kind of hear the sickle mode production in the back. It's just like watered down. Right. So that was a different one. So because because that one, like, there's not much of a melody in the the portion of the mix it's more of like it's very that was a take keith produced track and uh there was the little bells in the background but there's not much of a low end so what i did was um Why should I keep it like a two fish oh distance? sorry yeah sorry that, sorry so i kept um you know i cut out like the high end of the track to try or the low end of the track and added in um the guitar and some more drums and it really does give it a different vibe but yeah sometimes i won't need the acapella if there's not much like music in the beat, you know. Sometimes, this makes sense to you because, like, sometimes if I try to do it, if you try to do a mix on a beat that's really full, there's nothing you can really do. If you you can cut out some of the low end and maybe, but there's only so much you can do without having the acapella. But I was lucky that the the sickle the sickle mode one did kind of well. Um, I I only took like one section of that song. I took like Drake's part, um, kind of redid the hook on it, and then obviously added in Travis' part because that was fire. But yeah, it's been good. It's I've been using that kind of just as like my own way to get better at producing. Well, and I was gonna too. say, bro, it's like, you know, so mind you, this this podcast initially started out as like I was just having artists up here for the most part. Sure, deviated a little bit. Mm -hmm. H happy it did because i've been having a lot, a lot more fun with it honestly but uh it's so music is so oversaturated that i feel like the fact that you're producing these mixes in terms of attention like is a really smart move because i mean ultimately do you want to you want to be like a mega producer i just i want to produce my own shit like i'm working on projects with original music now but give me your plug man tell tell them tell them what you got coming <laughs> I got like honestly like four projects. I have like a all Boston project. It's got, I, I don't know what title. I was thinking like Boston Up or something like that, but I don't even like it anymore. But that's got a bunch of local artists. Um, I was able to get like Michael Christmas on it, and um, really, really trying hard to get Cousin Stiz on it. And I have a 
little bit of a relationship with Michael Christmas, so trying to make that happen. I um, Dutch much, I wonder... Rebel, she's on it. Oh, she's like, she's cool. She's got a, like a good Boston buzz. Um, another project. Like, Are you newly living in Boston? Um, probably not really. I've been here probably like six years now. Oh, word. Okay, so you, I, I graduated college in 2012, and I didn't want to go back living at home in Rhode Island. So or live in like, Worcester. Yeah, yeah. So I, was, I was like, well, this is really where I could ever I could find a job, you know? So um. What, so wait, what is your job now? I just started a new job, so I'm like a like a revenue accounting manager. <laughs> what a double <laughs> so life, man! Crazy, yeah, I know. It's honestly like if I ever told people at work what I do, like here, they'd be <laughs> like, "What the hell?" Like, <laughs> were you an accounting major at Assumption? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and I and I hate like account. Well, I. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah, you don't want to kill your clients, but honestly, my thought process in college was like. I don't want to go back living home. I want to make sure I find a job after college. So, money so I can pay let me pick accounting and fucking grind through it just so I can ensure that I have a job and see where it goes from there. And D- Did you accrue debt at school? Yeah, yeah. I still have student loans I'm Ugh. paying on. You know, that's how How much goes. does it suck? It, it sucks, you know. D- drains the life but right out of you. Oh, what, what are your thoughts on college post, like, now? Like, what did... Would you still go for the experience or are you like, dude, this sucks because holy shit, this had nothing to do with me becoming a mega producer? Um, well, I love the college experience. Um, I played sports there. Which oh, is you play? I played tennis at oh. Assumption. So that was like really fun. And like I was like obsessed with it and the music thing. I was, you know, like, um, but at that point I was in bands. I was just playing guitar, like working with people at, at my school and stuff like that. And they did have like a recording studio on campus, which was pretty dope. But at that point I wasn't into like the producing thing at all. But um as far as like classes go, I retained nothing at all from like accounting. It's really just getting out there and you know, being trained. So as that part of it, it kinda seems like a little bit of a waste of money, you know, or it's a huge a waste. Big of money. waste. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but um yeah the experience was good and it got i've been fortunate enough to work at some pretty good companies in the boston area that have given me a good opportunity to, to you know have a job that allows me to fund doing the music so i you know i'll work a nine to five and come home and make beats for another eight hours the two in the morning and just go to bed and do the same thing all over again man is it is it a, is it weird for you daily though like yo i'm uh i gotta like lock in on looking at spreadsheets and yeah like thinking about fun like funding stuff and revenue and then it's is it like a totally mind switch in the night like okay now i gotta become roadie major it's crazy. I'm no longer Jerry in a suit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it, it, the music motivates me to go in and crush it at work, uh, <laughs> just to do well, so I can get the fuck out of there and you know, <laughs> you know, come home and you know, relax and you know, do what I really love. So, have you ever thought about just stacking your bread up crazy for like a year and then just saying, "Yo, I'm gonna say fuck it to the day job and just try to produce for a full year"? Yeah, I've definitely given that thought, but I've only recently been able to start like stacking. You know. Just be- because I was that's living- a corporate ladder. When I moved out here, I was living a paycheck from paycheck to paycheck for the longest time. I didn't have much in savings, you know. Like I come from like a lower middle class family, you know. I was never get- given like much money by my parents or anything. That shout out to my parents. I love and they love and we have a great relationship or anything. But and they did so much for me. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm recently now getting into a point. Um, started a you know a new job, got a promotion, making a, a decent amount of money where I can save and we'll trying it. to think about you know the next steps. And, the, and, and that Arlington like rent's that. fat. It is. It is. I'm, fortunately, I'm in a good spot right now where like these people. I've been in the same apartment for like four years. It's like four buddies of mine, and they don't raise the rent on us um, at all over year over year. So we actually have a pretty good deal there. What like eleven hundred a month? Um, it's, so what I pay is like 750 a month, which is like nothing for Arlington. I'm moving in, bro. And the, and the place is massive. The only thing, there's four of us, there's a lot of people, but the place is like big, so it's, it's 750? Dope. No, it's not Out. bad at all. It's, it's you, and you, you have a car? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> Live there till you're 50. <laughs> I know, I know. But yeah, it's, so it's a good situation. And when I find out, when I found out this place is right down the street, I like flipped out. It was crazy. Cause Welcome to Phoenix Down Recording. It is <laughs> currently, I would say, probably the most discussed studio in Boston. And I think my show's big too. Of course, man. That's dope. No, I <laughs> no, appreciate you like do the pie. You don't see like many of, uh, or maybe I'm just not aware of. No, like, it's the, you know, well. Um, I got lucky, bro. I got really lucky with starting this up. Um, but yeah, bro. So when I had initially linked. I initially met you, bro. That was I, my first time coming here. That was that day was. Yeah, that was my very first day. I had no idea who anybody was, like or anything. So, bro, I, I was so confused. I like. loved it. So there's a kid named Johnny Glenn who's a pop artist too. He his genre is way different, but you normally hear rap out of here just because it's probably the most popular yeah, exactly. genre. But yeah. I heard, uh, what was it? Uh, time and time again. <laughs> yeah. You know I hate my mom. <laughs> you know I hate my dad. Yeah. See, well, yeah, exactly. That's kind of like the sounds. And it's so weird at this, trying to explain to people, too, that... I, I fucking loved it. It was awesome, bro. And I, I appreciate <laughs> those, weren't the, well, those weren't the lyrics, though. <laughs> oh, what was it? What were the lyrics? I don't know, but it wasn't that. But <laughs> you, had the, you had the sound, though. You had the sound. And that's, like the, that's the thing I don't like about that pop punk scene now. It's more associated with like being emo and like depression and stuff like that. And I completely like understand that stuff. And You're just a fan? I, I, don't, I want to make music that sounds like it but i don't want it to i want it to be like inspiring music i don't want it to be like my voice i don't know why maybe it's because how i was influenced growing up but when i'm singing it sounds like that emo pop punk sound you gotta hear it bro my lyrics it was awesome my lyrics i don't want it to be like that you're listening to be like, what, you know, what were the lyrics <clears throat> um i don't know it's just like just i would have to even look it up i don't even remember <laughs> i don't it even was remember, great but, bro uh, i was listening I, to well, I heard the acoustic. I didn't hear the beat you made with John. Yeah, that's and so that's the same. That track is over a beat I did the melody for, and it's the same thing, me singing over it. And it's a little more auto-tuned, and it's a little more fusing what you've heard with like maybe like a Juice World, and just trying to like cross over the genre because what people don't realize is there's really so much related between those genres um, and this is something I was talking about with John with too. Like, if you listen to like underlying melodies of like old Blink One Eighty Two songs that are huge hits, you know they were really the band that like sort of made pop punk like mainstream in the early like two thousands. That m melody is what you hear on like eight oh eight patterns and beats today. It's wh whether it's different instruments or pads or beats or drum kits or whether it's all electronic now. It's 
the melody is what's infectious to people and that's like that's what really makes a hit because it's catchy and it's infectious and you can't get it out of your head and that's kind of what i'm trying to do but at the same time it's so hard because i feel like it's so new and people if they may sit down and especially the one the beat version i did it sounds like a, it's like a hip-hop beat but it sounds like i should be in a band <laughs> like so it's kind of so weird. so, so let me just cut in real quick uh for reference what what we're describing in case this sounds like totally novel jerry also has pop punk aspirations slash pursuits and so when i went into the room with john I don't know if you're already in there. I was just saying what's up to John and talk, sure. talking about something. But uh, I was hearing some pop punk. So I give you the reference. I'll give it again. It was like, when you say, all right. Some shit like that. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so that was I, pretty good, man. So I was like, <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, we start a band, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. We'll call it the White Boy Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. So I had heard that, and I was just like, because, you know, there's the other studio. I was just like, whoa, this is, like, very refreshing. You're out of the studio. Kind of like Johnny Glenn. I, I'll play you Johnny Glenn stuff, too. His shit was like, radioactive, white lightning. Oh, how, okay. how many times you heard shit like that out of the studio? And so I was like, yo, this is nice, bro. You feel me? But uh, That was kind of what I was nervous about coming in for the first time, too, because I had that acoustic track, and I was like. John I, probably loved it, though. Yeah, and I didn't know I was going to be working with John. I was like, I don't know if this like, these people are going to be like, what the hell is this kid doing? It's, uncom- <laughs> it's uncomfortable going into a studio for the first yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I knew from what I could see, I'm doing research and checking out the ID. It seemed, you know, very heavy hip hop and, you know, trap. And I, I really fuck with that, too. That's like the beats I make. Mm-hmm. But for this particular session, I wanted to come in and actually like record, do like a little bit of an artist thing, too. So I was a little anxious about that, but it was great. It was a great experience. And that's why I've been coming back. So, kind of sounds like you're a music psycho, bro. Yeah, I'm obsessed with it. Like, At least you love it. Yeah, definitely. Like, I love the producing part. Um, I kind of just do the artist thing as more of, like, a hobby right now. But I do want to put out a project just for myself, you know? Do like, you think that you think pop punk will will uh, reshift, like, the genre? That's it's, What were some classic pop punk bands, like Paramore? Paramore. Ah, uh, fucking Blink-182. Newfound Glory was a big one um so I don't know. They, what's the distinction between pop punk and emo they were a couple years apart right yeah it and it blends together a little bit emo is more like you're taking back sunday census fails my chemical romance yeah and i was never i liked a couple songs by them again it's all melody driven like, what was green day pop punk Green Day was pop punk, but they leaned a little, a little bit emo. more towards no, a little bit more towards just punk. Um, which I what's I, the difference? What's the distinction in sonically? Um, so punk is more like fast, raw. Usually has more like political undertones, and I feel like um, something like Blink One Eighty Two. It sounds like more like pretty almost and the, the lead singer and this is something that's resonated with me i watched a documentary on him uh, like the tom DeLong. he said his goal was to come out and create something that was like like nursery rhymes on steroids and it's like quick it's fast it's catchy and it's, small exactly things. and so if you <laughs> yeah so if you listen to like a green day it's not gonna sound like as like friendly and pretty as that it's more raw and like oh like Dude, did you ever, uh, you, uh, I doubt you're in the, the city by that point. You're probably just starting college. 
But, dude, Green Day threw a show here. Do you remember this, Adam? At the Hatch Shell on the Charles. So there's this big outdoor venue, and it's actually not used enough, but right off the Charles called the Hatch Shell. Okay. And Green Day, I believe, I don't want to misquote this, but Green Day threw a free show. That's crazy. I think, right? Let me just look it up. I think they threw a free show, and it was, like, backed up for miles. Did you go? Way back. Yeah, in 1994. So, yeah, this was before I was was born. And, uh, yeah, bro, apparently it was, like, a massive riot. And it... You know how there's that bridge, like the Fenway Bridge? It was backed up for like two miles. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, Dude, that's the, crazy. The Green Day craze was nuts. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, Are you a big sure. Green Day guy? Not as, um, no, surprisingly not, because I am very specific in what I like, and they weren't as melodic as what I liked. I was really, people compare them to Blink all the time, but I was very into Blink just because of, the the melodies the underlying melody and that's like I can't stress that enough and that's what I'm trying to bring to the beats and to the music in general and I think it it's all connected man who who's a bigger band in their heyday Blink One Eighty Two or Green Day probably Green Day right probably Green Day yeah they were they came close though because Blink One Eighty Two was able to bring their music more into a mainstream though I I think more people like People that don't listen to rock, like they've probably heard more Blink One Eight Two songs than they have, or like were a fan of maybe a couple Blink One Eight, like all the small things. Obviously, that one, but yeah, it's close. It's definitely really close. I have a you know a ton of respect for both of them, but I feel like that genre is just not not really existing anymore, or I don't like where it's going. It could reshift. It happens. I feel like those bands you hear that are influenced those guys, they're more pop based now, and that I try to. And that's the other thing. Like, I try to make like this infectious stuff, but without it sounding corny. I think like there's so many things like, like these pop punk bands, and even you know some hip hop artists that are trying to do like the pop punk sounds, like you know maybe like Little Skies or like Juice World or like that new crowd coming up. Um, but even more on the band side, like people trying to recreate that wave, it's almost. And it's a, maybe it's a personal preference for me, but I feel like it's... You're pissed. You're pissed. It's getting away. It's getting more in just a pop, like pop sound. And to me, that's just a little bit too coiny. And that's what I try to do with my music to try to make it really catchy, but not like cringeworthy sitting here and be like, oh, this is coiny as fuck, you know, like... So, quick question. How are you able... So, have you ever monetized your music besides like selling beats? No, but I have, I've never sold my beats either. I've never done anything for money. Um, I, just because I feel like I haven't gotten to that, I haven't felt good about doing it yet. Um, I really want to. That could be an insecurity though too, bro. Yeah, exactly. And that's, I've listened to a whole bunch of, I was actually listening to a podcast with Alex Tomei, who's like a huge mixing engineer and. John loves him, yeah. Yeah, I've talked to. John was on IG Live with him, I think. Yeah, that's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. But yeah, that's one of the things they talked about, like how to know when to start, you know, charging money for your things. And I don't know. It's it's something I still feel like I'm working out. And sometimes I just feel bad. Sometimes it's just like people I want to have a good relationship. So it's like, yeah, and and I'm passionate about it, you know. So I'm like, yeah, let's get in there and see what we can make. And if we can make something I'm a fan of too, like it's worth it, worth, worth my time. Your circumstance is also a little different though because you're – 
you're 28 and like you have like a consistent bread coming in because right. because exactly. at the same time you know there are producers who come in here who don't don't have that security yeah and they, they need right income so you, you know you rely on that and then there's just there's a certain marketing tip though like i kind of think on a business end it's smarter what you're doing if you just come out as a dude who's like you have the ability to do a lot of stuff for free and just network you know what i'm saying yeah and then you know and then when you get to a certain point it's all patience, right? Right. You seem like a patient dude, honestly. You I seem appreciate like, it. Yeah, yeah. I no, mean, I, I work. I like to think I work well with people, and at this, I think that's why I can be successful, like in a in a corporate environment too. Just. But but you're not about it's, that. No, it's not my vibe. But, so when are you um, gonna shift out, man? I'm trying. We'll, you're we'll getting see. interviewed we'll right see. now for your music, right? <laughs> well, I think like this next year is gonna be big. I'm trying to do a lot. Um, I'm gonna. I plan to be here a lot. I have a, a ton of sessions booked with John. I'm gonna be here on Monday mixing an original track with this artist called Ebony from um, Toronto. I think she signed to like Red Bull, Red Bull Records. She's like she's pretty big up there. That's gonna be for another project I'm working on. Yeah. So um, how, how have you been doing a lot of your networking? They see the mixes go big and they're like, "Yo, let's uh, let's talk." Yeah. So like she actually hit me up because she found me on SoundCloud. Um, who else? Um, there was another bitch. Have you heard of Chantal Jeffries? She's like a big like yeah. celebrity. She she co-signed one of my old Travis Scott mixes a couple years ago on SoundCloud, which like went really big. So that was like huge. I've like lost contact with her after, but um, I have a good relationship with some blogs like the Daily Loud, Audio Mac. Um, they're like a big up and coming streaming site. Audio, well, they're not new though. Right, they've been around forever, but been I feel like high school. I feel like in the past, you know, five, ten years, they really. Interesting. I've started to notice that there's a guy. I don't know if you know him. I've been trying to get him up here. There's a kid named Greg, uh, Greg Gaffney, and he he's a curator of sorts from Boston. He helps a lot of these artists get on like Elevator and all these other. Yeah, shit. yeah, of course. But he started an Audio Mac playlist called Hometown Heroes. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen them promoting that. Yeah, and then I was like looking at Audio Mac. I was like, "Damn, bro, this is like kind of seems more relevant than it's ever been." And they, yeah, they have a huge audience. And I, honestly, I use it for my new music now too. I have Spotify and everything, but just for like discovering new underground artists or stuff, you know, that can't go onto Spotify due to like sample clearance errors or anything like that. It's been a great platform and. I kind of, I think I was onto them early uploading my mixes and I think they were a fan and they made me a verified user. And now when I upload to them, um, they usually trend it. So it gets, you know, like, you know, tens of thousands of views. So, bro, I gotta be honest. Like you take a pick. Yeah. A smile. Hey. Oh, yeah. (laughs) 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 Yo, do you mind just checking the camera real quick? Um, bro, to be honest, your numbers are good. Your numbers are so staggering that like, I, f- it's interesting to me that you don't feel like fully aggressive right now to like go full speed. N- yeah. Not, not on a dick tip, but like, I feel like there's a lot of artists that would come in here and be like, yo, I just got like 500,000. Like, what was the biggest numbers for you? Was it the yay mix? On Twitter, that got, um, yeah, like half a million, but my thing too, and I'm so pissed about, I was really big on soundcloud a few years ago and it got deleted my whole profile got taken down due to me posting these remixes and they getting taken down because of copyright 
issues. Well, I had, yeah. at one point I had accumulated almost 20k followers on SoundCloud and it all got taken away and now I only have like 1500 but the mixes still do numbers. It's, what are they they get in playlists? Yeah, yeah, like the Daily Loud is a big one. They have a big SoundCloud preference so they'll support my music. Um Actually, um, this is really crazy. Gucci Mane, his record, like his ten seventeen records label. Um, they, I was talking to that dude randomly, and he was supporting. Sometimes Ooh, he'll like like a an R. Yeah, yeah, they'll repost my shit. Like so, because if it's like a either like a Gucci track or like a real trap one that they like, like I did some Twenty One Savage one that they really liked, and that went crazy. And just because Whoa. they reposted it, people thought it was original. So that was like pretty pretty cool. So. I think my shortcoming and what I haven't been good about is getting out into the scene and networking with people and Well yeah, bro, you you are the sea you're a sea. You're a gorillas as we were saying. You're, yeah. You're like marshmallow. Right. And like that's what I need to get better about and that's honestly I think one of the good first steps is coming into a place like I, I this. I could not see networking being tough for you, bro. You could talk a lot, dude. <laughs> honestly. Yeah, yeah, no, I know. It's just um may, I think maybe a few years ago i was just a little bit still insecure about like the quality of my music and just like my mixing in general i think i have a i like i'm a really big fan of like the concept of my songs but i i'm such a stickler in making it sound clean like for me to put it out there like i drive myself crazy mixing my stuff at home see that so for instance adam i think makes amazing beats honestly i truly believe yeah. he's one you of the best to send me some for he, sure yeah, yeah. He's probably one of the best producers I know. That's sick. He he has a problem with consistency. <laughs> he does. Hey, who doesn't? Yeah, yeah. And he yeah. has, a, and, he, and he's, in, and he's soft. But I think one thing you could dead ass learn, and I'm not even fucking with you, is that this dude has a full time job, and still hustles the music, and so he's on the, his fucking slow build, and it's it seems like you got your fucking foundation straight, bro. I kind of just feel like you got to just go dick swing and go do some right. crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm definitely trying to. And that's why I'm trying to put out so many projects this summer with local Boston artists, also big signed artists that I'm like paying for features for. Who? Just to try to... So not like huge names, but people I can afford at this point. Like, so one is like Rocky Fresh. He used to be signed to Rick Ross's label, May Maybach Music. Yeah, huge fan of him. Um, How'd you link him? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He was just in Boston. Yeah, driving '88, Electric Highway. Like, I love that sound. Those beats, like, uh, that is the kind of shit. Like, I really resonate. So that's why I wanted to work with him. Um, he took a couple years off, and now he recently just signed to Rostrum Records, which is the original record label that Wiz Khalifa came up on it was what Mac Miller originally came up on. Yes, I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Rocky's from Chicago, but he just linked with them. He was in Boston if, like last week doing like a promo run. I didn't realize it till it was too late. I was gonna say yeah, he was just up in Boston. He uh, he was at jamming. Yeah, so I have I have two songs with him. Like I've and they've been in the vault, but it, the thing is, I just couldn't get them to sound like what i wanted to but the one i just released i had i came in and i had john mix it and he worked his you know his fucking magic on it and it's doing incredible it's still trending on audio mac right now nice. so i'm using that as sort of a single as to like uh how, how does that work as a producer i've never heard of that a producer reaching out to a, an artist and paying them for a feature so what did you just contact the a and r or like i you know, I reach out to so many people, and it's sometimes it's hard go. to get a I fucking love that, bro. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, either Twitter, Instagram, reach out to their management. Um, 
and you have to reach out to a ton of people because most people, if you're an underground artist, they'll never get back to you or their budget's too high. Or, but Rocky, I sent the beat and he really liked the beat. Um, and he decided to, you know, to go in on it. And that's the thing. That's the other thing, too, that I'm trying to do a little bit different. Producers, you know, they kind of bitch. Producers like nowadays, they kind of bitch and moan about not getting the notoriety and as well as they should, you know, a lot of the times producers are the ones, you know, that make the track catchy and they should have more recognition. But my thought is, all right, let me as a producer go out and put out my own project then, mm -hmm. you know, let me get other artists on it and, and then it's my project and, you know, then it's That's so fucking wild, dude, that, that you... And We're, people do that, but you, I'm surprised people don't do it more. You no, know? what's wild to me is the fact that, like, you're downtown and, like, in a fucking suit. And then, like, later that night, you're, like, fucking producing this all life, rocky man. fresh. Bro, you think you live a double life. This shit, like, with Jerry is ridiculous. It's crazy. It's, it's, aw it's awesome, though. Because at the same ha have time. The, have the worlds ever collided? I try not to. And I don't know. And I feel like this is just, like, a thing, too. I, I don't like kind of i i don't know if bragging is the right word but like people are like oh what do you do like i don't really like telling people like oh like you know i'm a producer i make music because most people that tell me that i don't even end up taking them seriously too i feel like this guy is just trying yeah, you're to, an like, idiot bro like, no, no 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 not like that but you know like some i don't want to come off sounding like a tool like being like oh you i don't want to be at work at the water cool and be like oh yeah you know i make beats like people like <laughs> Hell, these kids like. That's <laughs> funny. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You work in an office park, or like a high rise. Um. Yeah, I work in an office. I used to work at Athena Health, which is a dope company in Watertown. It's like one of the best places to work. So it kind of made it manageable. It's like a campus environment, and a lot of young, like, inspired kids, like, trying to like make a good That's career cool. for themselves. But so like that was cool. I met a bunch of good friends and people through there but do you ever do you think you're ever procrastinating what do you mean because like you dude you got the fucking tools to go like i think just recently i have become comfortable with the tools i have and i plan i'm listen i'm 28 years old i'm gonna be 30 in two years i'm gonna go crazy these next two years i'm gonna leave it all on the table i have no regrets and why do you, you feel like an imminent pressure turning 30 is that a real thing uh kind of yeah i get like pressure from my parents to get married all the time <laughs> like it's crazy <laughs> like i don't know i like fuck that i like in the the thing is too like my parents used to be kind of paranoid about me doing music when i was young because my dad was in a band and he was so obsessed with it and he kind of like um flopped flopped and like didn't really like take like his education that seriously and didn't have like a great job and i feel like my mom more than any and my parents are huge music fans like i grew up like they grew up that's why in I smithfield up. they're yeah, from rhode like, island originally yeah yeah so like my parents are obsessed with the music but my mom i feel like mostly she was so worried that i would yeah, I think they will always filled it with my head like you know the odds of making it as an artist I are so small you, you, need to go, you need to make sure you get a job so I kind of like and they kind of like didn't let me hang out with certain people like from my hometown just because they didn't I don't know they didn't they let didn't you go like to the, the skate park <laughs> exactly so that instead kind of you, you in so. your room bumping blink 182 <laughs> screaming at the mirror yeah exactly <laughs> well yeah I guess so shut but, the school um, with some Heelys yeah but basically um now I'm at a point where, you know, I've proved that I just fucking do it. Yeah, exactly. But but 
honestly, the work is a good tool. It's funding this. It's funding all of this. And so I wouldn't be able to do it unless, you know, some people sell weed to fund their music. Some people do side jobs or whatever. <laughs> Not some, a lot. <laughs> I know. Not but, to be uh, federal, but hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just Your favorite doing... rappers who don't have jobs <laughs> in this city, I'll tell you what they're doing. I also don't understand that at all. If right. you want to be full speed on like being an artist, like imagine if I was running this podcast, right? I want to be the biggest host in the city, right? Yeah. I think I'm going to get there, to be honest with you. I think, Dude, you, I think I'm pretty 100%. good at it. Yeah, yeah. But listen, how weird would it be if like on the side I was like just selling weed <laughs> you guys would be like what the fuck dude <laughs> like do you care you know what i'm saying it's yeah, fucking weird yeah. no i know but are, um, are, you, are you a big smoker yeah i used yeah yeah definitely <laughs> i used to be like way more like in college like all day every day but i still like smoke like pretty much every day but not like crazy i don't smoke like blunts too much anymore like you get boofed up at work um <laughs> There's been days, there's been days, vape like, pen, vape little pen. Friday, like, little late, yeah, lunch break one time, but <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I gotta, like, go back in, and I'm like, oh, shit, everybody knows. So, like, I don't know, I don't know. It's, it's so, accept- it's so acceptable day. now, though. It's wild, yeah, ex- you know? And I've had people even at work, like, my manager talking to me about how she's taking the CBD oil and, like, talks about weed, and I'm like, is she, like, trying to get it out of me? Because I feel like people, like, cause I don't know. No, you should take that to to headquarters. I mean, uh, like, the highest <laughs> level of management. Get her fired. Get that promotion, you feel yeah, me? Know, Stack up right? that bread, then go blow your career up. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Get that lawsuit going. Speaking of lawsuits, great segue. <laughs> All right. I don't get how it's authorized content for you to do mixes like isn't it aren't you isn't it copyright it is yeah so oh sorry yeah it definitely is um and that's why i've gotten that's why I, <clears throat> excuse me that's why i don't have really anything on spotify or streaming platforms right now because it is all copyright audio mac and soundcloud have a little bit of leeway soundcloud like i said i went through some shit where i lost two soundcloud profiles just because i was posting these remix and they would automatically get taken off and you get a strike and once you get three strikes your profile gets deleted and you lose everything all your followers all your numbers everything jeez and i was at million i just recently got back to a million streams on soundcloud how do they detect it they it's just all automated now it's and i've do what i can to try to like either pitch up the vocals speed them up or add some crazy effects or reverb to try to like get around it but what I'm still doing it and I haven't gotten any strikes yet. So what I do is I create like a dummy SoundCloud account and upload my mix there and I'm private and leave it for a week. And if it doesn't take down, I'll be like, all right, maybe I'll get to go and fuck it. Let's upload it. Yeah. 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 Because I've just, I've gotten in, I've lost like way too many. That was, I was like so bummed when I lost my first time. Cause that was when like, one, SoundCloud one sec, was one sec. I'm just doing this because I definitely wanted this to be the clip I cut up. So I just know. Sure. All right, cool. I got you. But, I'm going to call yeah. it How to Beat the System with Roadie Major. Exactly. <laughs> hell yeah. Hell yeah. For sure. But honestly. And so, that's yeah. The- so what I'm so this is my thing. Like you go on YouTube sometimes mm-hmm. and you'll hear like a Drake song, right? Yep. You, normally they get taken down. But I remember Trust Issues, the YouTube video was up and it had like 50 million views because he never dropped the song. And then I was listening close. I was like, I think they pitched his vocal down just a little bit. Right. Yep. They do that. And that's allowed or... I don't know if it's allowed. Maybe they're getting around the automatic detection, and I don't know. I I don't like doing that to stuff either because it takes away from the quality of the song. 
So, so um, does that ever scare you though? Like you've you've built a lot of like your online power via mixes, like and they could just get ripped down any minute. It's it's a little bit <clears throat> concerning, but lately I feel like SoundCloud's lost a little bit of its power. I don't think it's as big as it was maybe five years ago. Um, I don't think there's as many active users now on SoundCloud. I've noticed that. Um, just from like even the blogs that are like reposting my songs, I'm not getting as many hits. I just think people are just moving to and as artists are releasing less mixtapes and everything is on either Apple Music or Spotify, that's where everybody's going now. So there's no there's no real way to do a mix fully legally. You need to get permission from Yeah, good luck. So actually that's another good segue. I'm working right now on my first official remix with Rocky Fresh. He has a new single out with Chris Brown on Rostrum Records. Let's go. I'm gonna I have that that remix i posted a clip on it on twitter went did really well got like i don't know like a bunch of views um give us your number man tell us yeah and i i forget it was like 20k or something but like a couple little little 20 pack (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) um you you ever heard that takashi have you ever heard him what, yeah, and yeah. they try to like get him caught up. He's like, "Yo, I got a thirty pack on his head." Oh yeah, I thought that he, was he a, got in trouble for that. I thought that right? was the yeah, hardest yeah. shit though anyone ever said, bro. <laughs> I started saying "pack" for everything. It's <laughs> like I got a thirty pack go. right now. I know. I didn't even know what that shit meant before, to be honest with you. <laughs> but, um, so, so yeah, so you selling a beat tape? You selling it for like a pack? Yeah, one pack, twenty pack. Oh whoa, <laughs> that's a big pack. Nah, but yeah, I don't know. So I what I no, no, no. You're talking about your mix with Chris Brown. Also, I'll put oh, my yeah. hand up like this because this will be good promo for you. Yeah. So I'm cut up a clip. I sent um, I sent the remix I was working at because usually I just put it out myself and hope for the best. But um, I saw Rocky actually liked the remix, so I sent it to his manager, and I do have a relationship with them because I have a couple tracks with him. So I'm trying to see if we can get that to be like his or re- the original remix, so he would release it. Um, but it would be my beat, and that would that'd be dope. Chris Brown, that'd be sick. Be fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be major league. And that, yeah. <laughs> Roadie major. And that sounds like, and I love the original track, but it sounds like a, a track that Rocky's been sitting on for like a few years. The beat sounds a little outdated. Like it doesn't sound like mixed that well. Like the kick doesn't hit that hard. And the melody. Bring it I think to John. It, it went so, I, I'm going to. I have a session scheduled to do it with them. Um, and I think like the melody fits so well, and that's what people were saying on Twitter. Like it's better than the original, and I think it's all because of the melody, and it it's just catchier, and it kind of fits more into like a, his driving '88 vibe and his old days like that. And that's that's where he really developed like a big fan base. Um, yeah, I'm a big fan of his work. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. But other features, Sir Michael Rocks. He's a rapper from. Yeah, he used to be in the Cool Kids. Yeah, yeah. So I have an original track with him. I got a feature from him. So that's another one. I'm putting the finishing touches on the beats, and I'm going to mix with John. I have the track with, like, Ebony. She's the less known, but she signed up in Toronto. The Christmas track. Yeah. Um. Who else? Yeah, the Michael Christmas track. And I'm just working to try to get a couple more and put, like, a EP out on Spotify and Apple Music, all original. So I'll try to get my name out there in that regard. Can I, can I tell you what I think is really going to help you yeah like dude you're like a personable dude there's a lot 100 percent, man having a great talk but there's a same shit with adam bro but there's producers aren't 
and engineers and people who kind of are always on their computer aren't naturally very sociable. So, dude, I think it's going to be such a weapon being able to, like, network with people and, like, build relationships like that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. No, and exactly. That's some, something I've been able to learn, like, in the workplace, too. And it's it makes a huge difference. Even just come from coming here, I've met so many dope people that, you know, I can You know what I mean, with. though, right? Like, sometimes there are people who They're produce. toxic. They don't, they're not good to work with. Or yeah, and they're just, you know, their sole focus is what's on a computer, it's what you know they can't really connect isn't that wild the trash it, dude it's, it's voice it's voice center it's <laughs> okay, voice sensor it's wild <laughs> but yeah yeah i think i know what you mean no i like building relationships with you know people and you know it's it's good communicating too like how you want things to sound being able to have those communication skills goes a long way especially working with some of these guys and John, mm -hmm. like I'm able to say something and he can pick up on it right away. Well, yeah, I can imagine you and John link well because you're both like production is like a different language for you guys. Right. Are right. you, are you a synesthetist? I don't even know what that means. It's what, it's what Kanye said he has. It's like, you can see sounds with your eyes. I don't know. About so, yeah, that, I, can see. <laughs> I love Kanye. But I'm going to try to tap into the, that, that myself a little bit. If I'm on like some like, yeah. or something, maybe. See that, fa <laughs> see that fan? That's an 808 right there, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> hey, I mean, good for him. If it's like, look I at that riff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you see that over there? That I, I kind of get what he means, though. No, he meant, yeah. like, sonically, yeah, he's, he's trying to, like, visualize a, a solid picture. I know sense. what he means be if he's thinking about it. Like, I can hear a song and then hear the melody in my head, like, see it. Yeah, in my head or hear it in my head. I kind of think I can do the opposite with video and audio because I've been doing video for a really long time. Right. I kind of think I can see something and I know what it's going to sound like, exactly. like video-wise. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It comes with the experience. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely. I don't know if it's a disease, but... Hey, whatever we're super And, and I'm sick of people hating on Kanye. I hate it. That's yeah, the, he's that too. guy, bro. That's the yeah, goat, yeah, bro. Know, man. Yeah, he's a person. Nobody's perfect. He's wicked talented. You gotta respect that. I yeah, that and like, dude. Again, I don't like coming up here and talking about people, but dude, you gotta understand, like, that dude has mo more attention on him than anybody in the world, and he's like totally isolated. You know, fucking yeah. mom passed away, bro. Like, you imagine what you would do. Fuck, man. Yeah, I know. No, that's tough to deal with. Everybody does it in different Hopefully ways. you can work with him one day. That'd be sick. <laughs> That'd be crazy. I was kind of hoping he would see that tweet because it, got, it got like a quarter of a million hits on Twitter and like it was going crazy. I've never gotten that many likes or retweets. and All those, everybody do all those was, dopamine hits. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, he never he never saw it. Or maybe maybe he didn't, didn't fuck with it. <laughs> so, the, so the how long have you been roadie major? And also, yo, no bullshit. You got like 50 bucks on you? Cash? Yeah. No. But uh, I was going to say, bro, you pay me 50 bucks, I'd make you a new producer tag. Really? <laughs> yeah. That'd be dope. <laughs> I, and actually, I've been looking for a new one because I don't like mine. Mine's like wicked old. Cut this up. Cut this up. Roadie major. <laughs> well, the, one, the, the tag itself only says major, but I, I paid like some like 
uh, company didn't make it. And it says like Rody Major, but I don't like the way it sounded. And I don't even know if I like the name Rody Major anymore, but I'm just sticking with it now just because. I like the Rody. I wanted to get into It's that. Rhode Island. That's, That's what, what I'm saying. For it. Most people think my name is Rody now. It's like, ah, shit. Like, yeah, whatever. Bro, but, so I went, I went to PC. Yeah. I, I, let me name drop a couple spots for you, see if you know sure. them. So, are you familiar with the Coliseum? Of course, yeah. Sold it out. What? <laughs> I wish. One of the best nights of my life. No bullshit. It was fucking fire. That's crazy. It was great, man. Uh, slimy, but great. <laughs> okay. I mean, you know what those clubs are like? You ever been to Ultra? Oh, yeah. Oh, we're, yeah. We're the only white dude in there? Yeah. Providence <laughs> is a different breed down there. Some of those oh, clubs. Yeah, it's crazy. Man. Yeah. Where, where would you go? Like, would you go over Thayer Street, like at the bar? Yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. That's, I love the east side, that whole area, for sure. Like, what's your spot? See, I haven't been down there lately, but yeah, Thayer Street for sure. Federal Hill is cool if you want to go to East a nice East restaurant. Side Pockets. Yep, yep, yep. Oh. Exactly. So good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. East Side, I'm shouting you out again. I shouted you on a commercial like last year, and I thought you were going to hook it up with the free chicken seasons for life. <laughs> Didn't do it. Do give me one free falafel, and then was like, yeah, we're running a business, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. The chicken seasons are smacking. Yeah, that's crazy. I almost went to PC, but it was a little too close from home. And I went to high school, like, right across the street from PC, too. Oh, you went to LaSalle? Yeah. Oh, where? Do you ever go to LaSalle Bakery? Yeah, all the time. Oh, not anymore, but when I was down there. Do they have that, like, snowflake roll? Uh, No, I don't think I've ever seen that one. Oh, my God. So dope. Really? So would you go? You'd go to all those spots around there? Yeah, for sure. Like, we'd always hang out, like, after school or whatever. Oh, you you were, like, a rat bastard kid? You guys were like yeah, the drunker yeah. of the bleachers? No, nah. Actually, I was a good kid in, uh, I was a good kid in high school. I didn't smoke weed or anything back then. Like. And then you just started going crazy. We got rebellious, joined a band. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Late bloomer. Late <laughs> I'm going to show you something crazy. I didn't know you went to LaSalle. Yep. So at PC, I made uh, YouTube videos. Oh, really? Under the pseudonym Coach Connie. Oh, okay. So is that how you kind of got into all this kind of deal? Yeah, you, you know, it's not been a linear like, path. There's a lot of, <laughs> a yeah, lot yeah, of yeah. and rice, start throwing events, selling gear, doing parties. So, see that? The thumbnail? The top thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. That's some shit high school watch up say. So that had 70 racks, right? Damn. My big video. That was the biggest. So but, how would you get, how would you get? Look, let me find it. Damn, I was kind of, I was kind of nasty. Let me find it. With Adam Hanna. One sec. I'm just waiting for the cut. I had a nasty dirt lip. This Providence. Come on. Fuck. Dude, I'm just waiting for the cut. There's a, there's a frame here. Yeah, they didn't like me very much in my school, as you can imagine. Right there. Oh, did you see it? Look. No. Oh, you, you're familiar with Hendrickin, too? Yeah. Look right there. Was that LaSalle? That's LaSalle, bro. Yeah, it's on their field. Yeah, I could tell. That's wicked funny. Isn't that wild? Yeah, that's great. I think they just redid all those... Uh, Dude, have you been to their complex? It looks like a college campus now. It's crazy. To be honest, I don't normally hang around high schools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 I know. That'd be kind of weird, actually. It's like, yeah, I got a couple of girlfriends out of LaSalle. <laughs> yeah. LaSalle is not expensive to go to. It's, I was, it's private, right? Yeah, I was fortunate my mom worked there, so oh, I, I got in for free. Word. Or else I would not have been going there. But Do, they, do cool. they... So, yeah, so, other, so you like Big Tony's? 
Oh yeah, yeah, classic. Do you remember Big Tony's? I don't. That was the Markel, dude. So I threw a a film release at um, like outside my crib in Providence, right on Eaton Street. Okay. So I I had lived on Eaton Street for two straight years. Sure. And there was we threw a a film release in the back, and this kid we grew up with came. Well, he didn't grow up. But he came to high school with us. He came to the thing, and dude, he got Big Tony's four times in one day. Like the car, like I'm not fucking with you, bro. I was like busy, like setting shit up, but like there was a delivery truck, like a delivery car back and forth, those little sedans with the thing on top, back and forth. And I just kept seeing him come out and like get a new paper bag. And I was like, bro, how many times, like you, I was like, dude, like what? He's like, how many times you get this today? He was like, <laughs> he's like, bro, he, no, bro, he was like, he's got to do it. He was like, yo, see, so bro. Good. He's You're like, bro, keep going back for more. He's like, yo, see, bro, the steak and cheese is fire, bro. <laughs> and then the next, and then the next, bro, right? I like made him feel bad because it was the second time. The next thing, he got like a loaded ass Greek salad. I was like, see, it's a salad, bro. <laughs> I was like, dude, what? And then not, no bullshit, bro. In the night, this is when the Playboy Cardi album came out. He came back, bro. And he just had like the most coated chicken fingers of all time. The teriyaki sauce. Oh, okay. And I was like, dude, this is gross. <laughs> so the next day is the funniest shit ever, bro. I told this kid, just random kid, I was like, yeah, bro, my boy was here. You got big tones four times. He's like, that is patently unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> the grease bomb. Yeah, that's rich. So so you would frequent joints like that? Little big Tony's in there? Yeah. A- any Rhode Island dives that you like? Um couple places by like uh the water i can't even think of the name i feel like those the water in providence um so like you can't even see it dude you know providence on the is like literally on the ocean it's like so <laughs> random no i know it's crazy i i forget and the water fire is the most pointless thing of all time yeah i haven't been to that in a long long time they do it like five times a year i used to like when they used to do it was like station park concerts i don't know if you ever remember that that might have been like before Cause you're not from Rhode Island, right? Mm, from uh, like, right around here. But when I uh, when I was growing up, there's like Station Park. It's like right. It's the big green area across from like the Cheesecake Factory over in the Providence Place Mall. Right oh, there. word! They used to throw huge concerts, outdoor, free, like free summer concerts with like big bands that came by, and it was Fire. like so dope. And they don't do that anymore. Would you like? Was this what was the Strand back then? What was it? Lupo, Lupos? Yeah, Lupos at the Strand. Yeah. You go to the Met ever? Yep, yep, for sure. Yeah, those are pretty dope venues. I haven't been in a while, though, to be honest with you. Um, what's the other place? There's Firehouse. Do you ever go to Firehouse? No, I don't think so. Yeah, Lupos is a big one down there. Yeah, do you ever? You never try to link with Rhode Island artists? That was my intention, that, and that's honestly why I started calling myself Roadie Major. I was going to try to build up the Rhode Island scene and be like, yeah, let's do it, but... I don't really, really don't know too many. I know um, this kid named D Gomes. You heard of him? Yes, he is. He's he great. is actually dope. I'm a big fan of him. He's um, dope. It's like they switched out. I say I changed up. He lives out in L.A. now. I think right. I think he moved out. He's. Uh, I never met him. I don't know. He doesn't have like too many songs out, does he? But like, I've heard a couple songs that are dope. I've actually probably reached out to him for a feature and never heard back. Like, um. Cause I heard a couple songs with him. I was like, "All right, this dude is talented for sure." What's the name of that that studio down there? Is the Boiler Room? Um, I don't even know of any studios right now down there. And well, that's the thing. I've been looking for studios like crazy. Like, <laughs> there was a kid named Why Try who's been up here a couple times. It's like my boy, but he uh, he went to Rick, 
And so he started doing music in Rhode Island. He said Rhode Island like really is like very communal and like rides for each other. Sure. He said Boston's a little more divisive in the music community. I've kind of gotten that vibe. Yeah. You do? You feel that way? Just from what I've seen, and I'm not like really out in the the trenches of Boston, like <laughs> like I, like I'm saying, like I'm trying to get out and network a little bit more, especially over these past few years. But the few artists I'm close with around here, um, you know, I've seen a lot of like bullshit and people getting the shaft, and you know, just yeah, it seems like people just trying to up, you know, one up with each other. And see, my problem with that is that like yes, there is people should not be like that. But I also think if we give credence to that, like, yeah, Boston, that's just the way Boston is, then it's going to be that way. Yeah. It's no. like, dude, just stop being a dickhead. And, you know, like, I, yeah, it's, a, it's, it's competitive. It's a, it's jealousy too. It's, um, and it may be a little bit because p- people just want to be like that artist that breaks out, you know, like your cousin Stiz well, and people well, are so desperate to get there. They'll do whatever it takes, whether it's stabbing somebody in the back, one of their best friends just to get a deal you know and that's you know you've seen shit like that i've heard yeah kind of um so you know it's it's too bad no it's kind of interesting i feel a little more separated from it now but in this artist community if you're like not an artist but like you see what's going on like the drama is hilarious dude it it is it's (laughs) almost comical yeah yeah. like these a lot of these kids think this is a reality show yeah exactly relax yeah, I see it all on Twitter all the time. Like, oh, people, the Twitter beef, the Boston Twitter beef. Like, it's oh so wait, it's oh crazy. I think I think we're probably thinking of the same one. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I don't we'll really talk know. off camera. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But um, yeah, I I like, I think Rody Major is a fresh producer name. I don't know of any others who've done shit like that. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I don't think the artist stuff I'm doing. I'm probably gonna release that under a different name just because it's so different. Was it Mellow God? Was it? <laughs> Shadow Mellow. What was what was the name of the pop punk band? I don't. I've never even heard of them. No, no. What was your name? What, what did you want to name the, your pop punk songs? Oh, I don't. I don't even know where you got that. I don't even Shadow know. Line? I don't even have it. I don't even have a name. Yet. Is it? Was that in like in the track I sent you? I thought it was in your bio. Shadow Warp. I'm no, some shit. No, that's not. Nah, that's I'm, drink, I'm not. drinking too much pre workout, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, what, nah. what would you name your band? I'm thinking about Glory Day right now. One word, just like that's perfect for pop punk. Yeah, yeah, it's perfect for pop punk, and I just want to just be like, I want this music to sounds like you know, everybody has that like day in their life where like everything goes right and it's a great day, and like one of the. Be- I kind of want like my music to like have that like inspirational effect where it makes you want to go out and like do that shit like. Just epic, kind of. That's what, what I shoot for. Just epic music, like that's. Kind of like, like that Breakfast Club scene when he got the speaker over his head. That's what I'm picturing. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? You know that yeah. scene? I think so. Glory day. Yeah, we'll see though. That's that's gonna be like beats and acoustic stuff. Have you always just, just been like a, a positive dude? I I try. I try to like I try to be friends with everybody you know like that's kind of one thing i don't like about a roommate i have right now he's like a very Negative. confrontational dude i don't like going out with this guy like the bars or stuff yeah it's like you know not not good vibes like <laughs> you get a little nervous i, I right? hate confrontation man like i just try to get along with everybody you know have a good relationship are you competitive though super competitive though yeah so that's an interesting bind right yeah i feel the same way yeah yeah you gotta be able to sort of draw the line and you know, you can be competitive and still be happy for other people that are having success. And, you know, if 
I believe in good karma too. If you support these people, maybe someday down the road it'll come back and have a good benefit on you. But um, super competitive. But I think I don't think that so has to get away in the way of having good relationships with people. It's weird though. I just see, and I could be wrong, and it might not end up being like this. But I just see like as things grow, it it being tough to develop friendships with people that you're competing against yeah no i i 100 percent understand that and maybe that's something i haven't fully experienced yet because i'm really not that big yet you know um and that's something but some producers sorta... coexist well yeah of Seems course like metro boomin works like sunny digital they've done all that yeah yeah huge fan of both of those guys by the way yeah definitely they're great i loved seeing them come up that was awesome he, dude was literally just like making beats in his room dude a great thing about metro boomin I've like psychotically studied some of these people that have come up. Like, how do yep. they do it? Mm-hmm. Bro, he has never deleted an Instagram. And he, so if you can go all the way back, dude, that's it's really a, cool. Dude, See no. the evolution. Bro, it's yeah. like him with like a girl. And it'll be like a heart emoji, some like white girl. And it, it'll be like, just ate a sandwich and he'll be like 12 years old it's like the funny it's like he's like just getting used to social media for the first time like 10 likes <laughs> literally which is but it's i think when you see shit like that it's mad like very reassuring it's inspiring yeah yeah because it's like oh well i'll never he, everybody starts at this point you know like N- no it sucks for you though the fact that you got your soundcloud taken down like shit because that was part of your growth yeah i mean yeah that was years ago now i'm over it but it sucked because I was re- growing fast on there because that's when SoundCloud was popping. Like it was crazy. Everybody was on it. Mm-hmm. Everybody was releasing music on it. So I grew really fast. And now I, I, like I said, I just hit the million streams threshold again, but it's, it's taking a know. longer time for me to get followers. Like I'll get the listens and likes because I have blogs reposting it. I don't know if and it people will save the songs and playlist the songs, but they're not all going to be like, oh, let me go follow this guy. D- does that so. matter, though? Like, followers as a producer, really? It's more like a networking thing, I'm imagining. Yeah. Like, you mean, heard how Murder Beats, Murder Beats did it? Love Murder Beats. Yeah, I don't know how he did it, really. Dude, he, would, he was literally just always He was working with Migos, right? That's well, how he came he, up? He like, showed up at, they, like, I think they came to Canada or something. Or he just like showed up with a beat tape. and just yeah. Everywhere he went, he would just like, hand out a CD, hand out a tape. He was another dude that grew up playing guitar. I you fuck know, same, with him so Same heavy, sort of bro. dude. He grew up playing rock music, got into the beats. He's so dope. And, so and dope. a white producer. Has that ever been weird for you, being white and a rap dominated? Uh, it's not. I don't know. I'm, I don't think it's weird, but may, sometimes it makes me feel that I I am insecure that sometimes people judge me because I'm white and like maybe they're like you. Adam, maybe this kid's whack. But I feel that's why I just that's why I Put don't work, post right? much and I try to let the music speak for itself. Mm-hmm. To be honest, like, but I've never really dealt. I've always had good relationships with anybody I've worked with, so I can't say I've personally had a problem. Maybe it's just me. A lot of great white producers. Yeah, I mean, it's just if you're a good musician, you're Who's a good it? musician for sure. Yeah. Yeah. He's from, he's from Boston? No way. I didn't know that. I didn't know That's that. That's crazy. He's huge now. Yeah. He's massive. Major. That's crazy. I yeah, I recently Brody just started. Yeah. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, if I could, that'd be dope if I could collab with him. Yeah, he's dope. Dude, Super that dope. should be your yeah. favorite. I did not know that. That's really good to know. 
Oh, you can you hit him in the DM. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure you work man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, what what are your DMs looking like? Honestly, I don't know. I don't. What do you mean? I mean, I'm just <laughs> like, dude. My DMs stress me out, man. Do I feel like people hitting you up? Or are you hitting constantly? No. People like no people, people hitting me up. Just it, to come on the show. All the like, that's oh. dope, dude. That's awesome. It's it's that's great. That's a great thing. Yeah, it's great. But I don't want to be known as the dude who just like shits on someone because normally I don't say yes. You know what I'm saying? It's just weird. I I don't want to be that dude who's just like shitting on people. I like encourage everyone. I would be like two. Like years you ago. don't like saying no to people, kind of. You yeah, don't like turn up. Yeah. Certain point, you know, it's like. Yeah, I feel the same way. But that's that's amazing. At least you're not like going around like. Oh well, no! I hit people up for sure. Yeah, but hit you up, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I really appreciate it. This is great. Let me. Uh, I had some other questions. Let me find it. I did a little research. Okay, got that. Oh, have you ever heard the HP Lovecraft Festival in Providence? Do you know what that is? No. I, I, I'm assuming it is. There's a, there's this weird like, horror film festival that happens in Providence. And so sometimes you'll just be like walking outside the dunk. I, I think it's in the spring and there will just be people walking in costumes up the street. <laughs> Have you ever seen that shit? Um, it, it sounds familiar. I don't think I've seen Terrifying. it. Terrifying. Really? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. But Providence is like such a weird melting pot of people. It's crazy. It's so small too. That's the thing about Rhode Island. I feel like a lot of people never get out of Rhode Island and they never yeah. have any perspective on anything else yeah you felt that growing up i didn't feel it growing up but i felt it once i left and came to boston even boston's not a big city but still you know it's such a big change and let me get us on live you cool with that yeah for sure on the ig definitely should i do up what should i do like this yeah all right it's just me and man all right let's do it it? yeah yeah pressure's on <laughs> it's all good that content okay so you you and i are in some boss talk 10 years sure you're gonna be 60 i'm gonna be 33 I'm <laughs> <with you right. laughs> no but but you'll be 38 i'll be 33 what where would you like to operate at your highest highest level of business i mean Ideally, at that point, I'll be doing music full time. Um, I think, dude, I gotta be honest. I think you're gonna go kill this shit. I I believe in myself. I think I just need to push myself to really get out there and continue to make the connections and well, no, do whatever. It's, no, I it's, can. no, what's kind of stuck out to me, bro, is that you're just dead ass obsessed with it. Yeah, I mean, you, I'm I sure it's it. all you yeah. ever think about, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I do. Like, even at work, I'm just listening to my mixes, like going crazy, like. <laughs> I'm almost like obsessed. Don't tell your boss that, bro. (laughs) I know. It's actually one time they're like, oh, what do you listen to? All I can hear is it's just like some trap shit or whatever. It's like, oh, man, I was playing that too loud. But um, on your last day at work, bro, you should just like literally bump your shit full speed. Yeah, just the outro. Yeah, exactly. But at your highest level. Yeah, for sure. No, I mean, I would love to be working with, you know, artists and you know, on original projects and maybe even doing my own thing. It doesn't matter. I just want to be involved in the scene. I want to get better at engineering too. I want to be able to mix my own shit too. Um, I think I'm pretty good at mixing right now, but there's certain things I just cannot get 
to pop the way I want to. For instance, the low ends, the 808s, the kicks. I can get close there, and I've been getting better lately. But, but you know your weakness, at least, right? Exactly. I know what I need to improve on, and that's stuff I've relied heavily on John. He's been such Adam's a Adam's really good at the 808, bro. I, I don't think... I've never got to work with Adam. No, this... Oh, wait. Yeah. You, oh, yeah. We'll have to, we'll have to get, connect offline for sure. Um, and the other thing I've learned is just picking the right sounds, too. Um... There's so many like sound packs out there and everything. It depends on sort of the vibe you're going for. So now I feel like I have a good like good go to kit for drums. I rely on my Yamaha, the keyboard for everything for all my sounds. Um I I will sample. I do use samples. Um the Rocky Fresh track I have as a sample for the hook. Um but yeah, right now I'm going with like the South Side kit. I, uh, I like South Side a lot. Um TM eighty eight. Like all those producers, Metro Boom and Sunny Digital, all those guys, Kenny Beats, obviously. Um, I, I actually Metro Boom and he released an album. Is like not all not all heroes wear capes or whatever. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that one? Yeah. So I I actually did a mixtape of remixes from that album, um, which did pretty good because there were a few of those acapellas surfacing online. So I only picked three of those songs and did them, but those did pretty well. Um, Okay. And it's it's just to give people the visibility into they know what the original song sounds like. And now listening to the new mix, they can tell exactly what I'm doing because they have these two versions of the songs to compare and they're completely different sonically. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do to get visibility right now. But back to your question, in 10 years, I would I want to be working on all original stuff and building legitimate credits. You want to be a, like a full-time for lack of a better word, major producer. Exactly. 100%. I think you're going to be, I think you're going to get there, man. And, nah. one, and one great thing about being a producer, and I'm talking from perspective, like I know, cause I, I am one, but oh, yeah. I was one as we've talked <laughs> Had about the equipment for, to prove it for 33, <laughs> for 33 days. Actually, my producer name was who the fuck is Boach Bonnie. I kind of like it. Well, dude, I have such a good idea for, I don't want to, say it on air because someone's going to take it but after this i'm going to tell you a really good idea for a tag let's get it but uh the one good thing about being a producer and you know a computer being your instrument is you there's no ageism in being a producer really you know what i'm saying no of course yeah yeah, yeah. there isn't being an artist right i think it's actually shifting out of it a little bit though yeah it, it was heavy you know like four years ago when Lil yachty popped up it was like or three years ago, whatever it was, it was you know really young. Yeah, but it kind of seems like it's a li- it can, it's acceptable. You can pop up at like twenty seven. Yeah, 30. yeah, exactly. I mean, even like Joyner Lucas, I'm oh, sure oh, he's oh three in, Greedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These, those guys are older. Like as long as you you know you have, it is tougher for an artist because you have you're more FaceTime. You know, producer, you're kind of a little bit more behind the scenes. As long as people like the music, they don't care. Like, look at Mike Dean. Like, he's been in the game forever. We well, were crushing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but no, I feel like the age thing, even in, like sports now, like you see professional athletes who used to retire like in their twenties, like like every everybody. I feel like humans are just like evolving to like be more successful a little bit later and not have that cut off by the time like oh you reach 30 years old time to call it a day and wrap it up you know so my point is i'm looking forward to seeing what's gonna happen yeah i'm never gonna stop i'll be 50 
still still grinding no kids that's uh, right <laughs> well i don't want i don't want to have my first kid till 50 honestly <laughs> i'm dead serious you got a girlfriend not right now no same what you had, a, you had old shorty does she know your mixes are blown up i i have seen someone right now but that's the other thing too i don't like going on dates <laughs> me, yo, you know a producer like he's just like child like oh man like this kid's just trying to brag on himself like <laughs> that's mad funny yeah so, so i like i don't know i'm weird about showing people i know my music what's dating like at 28 is it it's essential it's like normal yeah, it's normal. I feel like it's a little bit normal because I think I look a little younger than my age. Um, yeah, I did not think you were twenty eight. Yeah, so it's cool. Um, how's the girl? How's the chick? Like twenty, twenty four, twenty five. You're a dog, bro. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, she was a Worcester girl too. Actually, she went to Clark, uh, Clark University. But hope to God it's not my cousin, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> Nah, she's so com- she's a different ethnicity. Unless you guys got some sort no, of okay. going on okay. there. <laughs> that would have, whoa. I have a cousin who's like 24 awkward. went to Clark. Yeah, probably roommates. So. <laughs> oh. Uh, okay, so listen. Is there, oh, here, get your plug off where you're from. Uh, not where you're from, excuse me. Your Instagram, Twitter, all your handles and stuff. I mean, me, it's everything at Rody at Rody Major, R-H-O-D-Y-M-A-J-O-R. Um, SoundCloud, Audio Mac is a big one. People have reached out to me asking where all my old deleted SoundCloud mixes are. They're all on Audio Mac, YouTube, but really Twitter is the big one for me right now. I appreciate all the support. I, got, I just have some of my notes. I want to make sure I hit. Sure. Okay, let me find it. So you must you must have interviewed a ton of people who come through here and record by now, right? How long have I'm, you been I'm, in this spot I'm, doing I'm, the podcast? I'm actually I'm shifting out of it, honestly. Yeah. From yeah. Out of this location or out no, of no, working no, no, with no, no, people no. coming? No, in? like artists coming through here. Okay. I I do it a little bit, but not not very much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um No, I just think like what at the start. Just like yeah, historically, yeah, yeah. Well, I I've done a lot of people work at the studio. Which gotcha. have had some interest. I think Geechee's episode was hilarious. Did he make Geechee yet? Um, maybe. I don't know. He's he like uh maybe if I saw him. Yeah, he does he like records. His episode was all time. John's I did Josh. Did you, you know Josh yet? I've met him once. Yeah. His episode was dude, he was like almost pro at ping pong. Really? <laughs> pretty wild, That's yeah. That's pretty crazy. Okay. Uh oh, okay, yeah. So I did a little research. There's a trash can again. I know. Freaking out. He's- <laughs> We kind of talked about it with the Quavo thing, but you had a, you had like the spammy Twenty One Savage song yeah. in twenty sixteen. Faded, that was crazy. But it went Actually, big, right? Yeah, but the that was another one. He was featured on the track. It was I forget who the original artist was. It was like some girl, the one on the hook, and their team was fucking pissed. They like they were tight. They had a problem with it. Yeah, they were tight. Um, I listened, listening back on that now, my mixing was not good. I almost don't even like to listen to that anymore, but it did do really well. Like, Boy Wonder, one of Drake's producers, his blog, they tweeted it out. Like, they, they thought it was official. <laughs> wow. So, because of that, like, his, his verified account got on to, like, hype him hype or something, which is, like, one of those where that went everywhere, but her team was pissed and they reached 21 out. 21 Savage's team? No, but the the artist, because he was just a feature on the track. He doesn't. Even oh, care, oh, you know? oh! Like the original the artist who jacked. probably paid 
21 Savage to get on it. Understandably so, she was kind of pissed because I kind of just ripped, I kind of took her verse out and just used 20. I took her hook and I thought it sounded cool. I thought she would have appreciated, but I, I can understand too how. Why even hate though? Like, I, I mean, the internet was probably different back then, yeah. but it's inevitable that people are gonna like copyright and jack your shit. Like, yeah. you know, you gotta watermark things though. Definitely go heavy on your tag. Yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. I'm all about the tag. Love the tag. Well, I'm not sure if I'm in love with my tag, but... I got a great idea for you. I've been getting better at mixing my tag, so I think it's been sounding better lately. Actually, John mixed my tag so fire for the Rocky Fresh. $500 mix. (laughs) He's a beast, honestly. I've already learned so much from him. Worth the price, man, for sure. Yeah, honestly, I can't believe that I've been living down the street from this place for four years, and I haven't found out about it until six months ago or whenever whenever i first came in that keep first coming time. man it's great. oh i no, i plan on it this is it's actually this is a good time to get studio time like this hour yeah like in the morning seems like you're like yeah, an yeah, early yeah. riser too so yeah yeah whatever it takes okay so you got your tag off this is how we're gonna st- we start and end the episode okay you say hi your name and this is my golden hour then directly after no break, you say hi, your name, and that was my golden hour. Okay, so wait, look, let me do a test run. Wait, this is so. Also, should I, I use my artist name? Hi, this is Rody Major. This is my go- and this is my golden hour. Something like that. Mm-hmm. You can cut that out, right? Yeah, I'm not cutting it out. All right, <laughs> I edit nothing. Fuck it, I like it. <laughs> Keep it raw. So it's you got to hide this bow. This my golden hour. Can I just ask you a question real quick? How do these mics sound this whole time to you? Sound dope. They sound good. Yeah. I Chris. just bought that one, but dude, I can you show me after this how to like eliminate white noise and logic? Yep. Yep. That'd be fire. It's easy. Could you yeah. help, could you help me make a template? Yeah, I can show you. It takes two seconds. I'm I'm your logic guy. With him, through him, in him, in memory <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That was pretty good. You better than most priests I've heard. Amen. Are you a Catholic grown up? What's that? Were you Catholic? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. I was forced to go to church all the time. Oh, I don't heavy? go anymore. Yeah. That's where that Jeremiah comes from. Uh, my great grandfather's name is Jeremiah. Irish. What, what, what's your last name? Riley. <sighs> we probably are related in some way. <laughs> I know. <laughs> are you mad Irish? Wicked. What's your last name? It's Hallway. A, well, yeah. Meehan Hallway. Oh, my okay, mother's last name Meehan Hallway. Oh, there my you father's. go. Gotcha. But, uh, yeah. All right. So Don't how, look up Hallway on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How do I say this again? One more time. What do I got to say? You have to say this. Hi. Hi. I'm Rody Major, and this is my golden hour. And directly after no break, hi. I'm Rody Major, and that was my golden hour. All right. I'm probably going to fuck it up. Wait, can I preface it? So I'm going to do something first, and then you Yeah, yeah. Something. You take the pass, goodbye. <laughs> Wish you would step back from that ledge, my friend. Hey. <laughs> hi, I'm Rody Major, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Rody Major. Nah, I don't like that. Let me do it again. You got, you got it, bro. Right. <laughs> Keep it busting. Was... Everyone messes it up. All right, all right. Hi, I'm Rody Major, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Rody Major, and this was my golden hour. <clears throat> this is that was. That was. All right, all right. Hi. Fuck. 
I'm <laughs> fucking with you, bro. Dude, literally every single person who comes up messes it up. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rody Major, and this is my golden hour. Hi, I'm Rody Major, and that was my golden hour. And in terms of episodes, you, you're. I'll, I'll tell you, just just prepare. In in terms of episodes, dude, I learned a lot in this one about like copyright, and I learned a lot about clearances, and I learned a lot about how to build a solid foundation. So yeah. thank you, man. No, thank appreciate you. It. I appreciate you bringing me on here. T- tell me what. Great opportunity. Tell me what. Three, two, one.